So, do you know which pubs in Donegal are rumoured to sell the most Guinness? Oh, I will guess the Harbour Bar Downings. Apparently. The Harbour Bar Downings is iconic and has been run by the Casey family for over 40 years. The decking overlooks Sheephaven Bay, a grand spot for a pint on a sunny day. Inside is gorgeous as well. It's a proper seaside old Irish pub full of cool memorabilia and lovely open fires. And their bar staff are pretty good too. Tell Big Dom we sent you and ask him to kick the bell. (laughs) (laughs) The Harbour have great live music, bands such as Icebreakers playing on a Saturday night. We know him. (laughs) (laughs) Next gig, March 25th. I know them. You can follow The Harbour on Instagram at The Harbour Bar Downings. So that's The underscore Harbour underscore Bar underscore Downings and on Facebook to find out more. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of No Other Crack. Pod. Hello there. What's the crack? Um, I'm, I'm just intrigued to hear about this bill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So our sponsor this week is the Harbour Bar Downings. And we mentioned that Ask Big Dom to kick the bell if you're ever in. But Trish has actually never witnessed this. I don't know how I never did, but... Mm. I shouldn't really be doing my it. to-do list, huh? He shouldn't really be doing it, but he does it. It's his party piece. <laughs> like a Olympian gymnast. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to put it on your bucket list of things to do in Downings. Yeah. <laughs> Rosanna Purcell should have done that. Yeah, <laughs> Ros Purcell needs to put it in her next reel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think we're both a bit conscious that we've not watched much TV for the TV guy this week, but let's see how we go. I think it's not even that I didn't watch that much. I think I got off to a bad start, so I don't know, did you see the film? That was trending number one on Netflix called We Have a Ghost. No, I didn't even see it. Well, I'm glad you didn't. I started watching it, but I couldn't finish it. But Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Mm-hmm. But it's a comedy adventure. It's just came out this year, 2023. Mm-hmm. But it's two hours long, two hours, seven minutes. And it's basically about a family that move into a house. And, you know, the guy from Stranger Things that was the cop in it. I'm going to have to get his name now. Mm. Um, David Arbor, is it? Harbor? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So he's the ghost in it. Mm-hmm. So a family move in and dis- discover their house is haunted by a ghost named Ernest. And this ghost makes their family a social media sensation. Oh, <laughs> So it's quite current. It's and I like concept. that part of it then, but I just kind of zoned out. Yeah, yeah. I okay. might finish. It just didn't no. grip you? No, it didn't really grip me. Mm. So I watched like three quarters of it and then... Went to bed. Oh. But um it's it was trending, yeah. It's forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know any, why it was trending number yeah, one though. But any old crap will trend on Netflix. That's I know, but did thing. they do that intentionally? You wonder. I think they do. I think they're caught us. Hmm. Those old Netflix yeah. guys. Cowboys. Um the other thing then that I had noticed coming up it's actually coming to sky crime have you seen this dublin narcos no it's not out yet but it's coming to sky crime on the 5th of march so i seen a trailer for it and it looks so good it's a documentary but it's over the 1980s 
sorry, 1980s and 1990s, Dublin transformed from a recession-blighted Blackwater to one of the wealthiest cities in Europe. As its fortunes changed, so did those of its criminals who profited from selling heroin, ecstasy and cocaine. So the trailer, oh, it would just sell it to you like. Oh gosh, It looks amazing. Yeah. And what did you say that's going to be on? It's going to be on Sky Crime Mm. from the 5th of March. All right. Mm -hmm. That sounds interesting. And... Other bit of watching I done. I was catching up on RT Player. Do you watch Home of the Year? Yeah, like I've watched it in the past, but I'm not. I, like yeah, I hadn't been watching it. And then a home account that I follow on Instagram by underscore Clee. I've been following them with ages and mm. love their house. And they're actually on it this year and they got through to the final. So I was catching up on that. Oh, but I see there's yeah. a lot of people giving out about it. That it's oh, very right. scripted and their oh, arguments really? are kind of cringy. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose like I haven't watched it now in a couple of years, but the the three people have a couple of them might have changed, have they? Yeah, Hugh Hugh Wallace. He's still in there. it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's an architect and a interior designer. I can't mm. remember their names now. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's grand. I just like seeing it around the houses. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a great show. Like if it's on, I would definitely watch it. And I do like that. I think it was last year or the year before. A woman that I follow on Instagram now, I need to look up her name, I'll do so in a minute. Her name's something like Henry and Florence or something like that, but she was a finalist as well. Um, And that's why I tuned in, because she was promoting it on Instagram. Yeah, and they do, I think they have a great range of houses on it, like that they love different styles and modern and really like maximalist and minimalist. Yeah. So they don't kind of stick to the one criteria. Not the same old, same old or anything. Yeah. So I caught up with that. And then the other thing, when it, just when I was on about Dublin Narcos, I haven't watched. I'm nearly chatting more about what I haven't watched than what I have watched. But have you heard of Cocaine Bear? Have you watched it? Yes. Our friend actually worked on this film. No way. Mm-hmm. Like maybe assistant directed it. Shout out to Bear, Bear Handler. <laughs> Shout out to Connor Flannery. Um, yeah, because when we were at a wedding, at my friend Rebecca's wedding, a year ago, maybe, over a year ago, I can't remember now, last, yeah, but anyway, anywho, Connor was talking about that they were filming it, and we were like, oh my god, this movie know? sounds nuts. I think I remember you telling me about this at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it, but it's Elizabeth Banks as the director, mm-hmm. someone was saying today, that's so random. Yeah, she's directed a few things. She directed yeah. Pitch Perfect as well. What? Yeah, and I think she might have produced it too. Well, mm. that's she's the one that's in the Hunger Games, isn't it? Yeah, she's yeah. like a big mover and shaker in Hollywood. She's meant to be worth an absolute fortune. Really? God, I you would know, never think of it. I know, because even though like she doesn't actually star in that many movies anymore. Yeah, but you're what? Why would she? Mm. So Cocaine no. Bear, yeah, Cocaine Bear only came out. I think, is it in the cinema, I think? And I don't know where else you can watch it. I think it's only the cinema for the minute. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I put Isn't it? I think so. As far as I know. Ray Liotta, was he in it as well? No, yeah, it might have been one of his last movies. And so funny, because when you hear Cocaine Bear, like, you can only just guess what it's about. <laughs> And it's, Darren says it's probably going to be like the next Sharknado or something. Remember those Sharknado movies? Yeah, but they were real 
for like, movies like yeah. yeah this is this is probably look stunning or whatever but it's just that the concept is so mad and silly yeah. i'm dying to see it now maybe is this based on a true story though yeah oh that's okay because when you were saying Sharknado and I was like, I knew Sharknado that wasn't... was based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Those sharks spinning around. <laughs> Loosely based, okay. <laughs> Loosely, yeah, okay. I get you, I get you. Um, so Cocaine Bear, I would like to see it. And I haven't been to the cinema in so long, so I think I would love to go see... Uh, bear coked out of his head <laughs> oh my god me too <laughs> so that's all my tv guide news right okay well i didn't fare much better in the watching um i was dying to start this show called fleischman is in trouble so fleischman fleischman oh so it's like a that's a surname fleischman dr fleischman is okay. in trouble um because i read the book a couple of years ago and I it's kind of funny because I always thought I didn't like the book and then me and myself and my friend Deirdre were chatting about the book and we were chatting about how much we didn't like it and this that and the other and we're like we wouldn't chat this much about something if we didn't actually we must have liked it on some level because it annoyed us that much and we remembered so much about it so the stories about this guy Dr. Toby Fleischman and himself and his wife split up um, and then the next thing he becomes this absolute sensation on Tinder and he starts dating like crazy and he's living the dream and all this and then the next and he's also he shares two kids with his ex-wife or mm-hmm. separated wife and then she goes missing oh. and then he's trying to figure out where the heck did she go and he's trying to balance his playboy life with watching the kids so this is now um, a, a show based on the book and the guy that plays Dr. Fleischman is Jesse Eisenberg, you know, the fella from the social network. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I think Claire Danes plays the wife. Um, so we did now, we started it, but I was so tired the evening that we started watching it that I fell asleep after about 20 minutes, so I can't review it just yet. <laughs> and what what do you watch it on? It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And it gets 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so, like, if it's anything like the book, it probably will be kind of annoying, but good. So I'll give it another try when I'm a bit more um, awake. <laughs> and then I noticed that one of my favorite shows ever is back for season five, I think, on Amazon Prime on the 14th of April, which is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it's going to be its last season. And I love that show. Really? Mm-hmm. Now that I have Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, you should try and see if you like it and then binge the first few seasons because it is brilliant. Okay. I think you would like it, but it's a bit of a bone of contention because I recommended it to a friend and then herself and her husband watched it and he hated it like he viscerally hated it and he still keeps giving me abuse for even recommending it I feel like you have a lot of people like that in your life so (laughs) apologies again Michael Hannigan for (laughs) the bad recommendation but I loved it and what's it about it's a comedy drama yeah it's a comedy it's set in the 1950s in upstate New York and it's about this girl called Midge Maisel or a woman sorry she's played by Rachel Brosnahan who's a fantastic actress um and she 
basically she splits up from her husband. She comes from this really strict Jewish family, but she decides to divorce her husband because he cheated on her. And then she gets really drunk one night and she wanders into a comedy club and she starts like riffing on the mic and everyone's in stitches laughing. And her ex-husband was actually in comedy, but he was crap. So then she starts to actually go around gigging partially, nearly almost as a bit of a revenge to him. But then she realizes that she's quite good at it. Okay. So it just shows her then touring around as a comedian in the 50s. Okay. So it's really good. And that is um, 89% in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? And that is all my TV guide. Any World Wide Web? Well, World Wide Web. I had to mention again this Instagram account, which I wouldn't expect to like, but I find the way she does her videos amazing. So it's called Nat Runs. Mm -hmm. So it's N-A-T underscore runs underscore so it's this girl and she does is it kind of like ultra ultra marathons Mm -hmm. so she races distances from 5k to 100 miles so i started following her last week and like i'm not into running at all but she has 255,000 followers but what she does because she's training for these ultra marathons and doing massive runs all her followers followers they'll say run until you see a caterpillar or run until you see an octopus oh give her like mad challenges mad challenges so she like has the camera i actually thought she was wearing like a gopro or something but she put up the last day she actually holds the phone in Mm -hmm. front of her while Mm -hmm. running and she'll just run so it's like she'll put up at the start she's like okay run until you see an octopus and then she sits off running and you're just watching the whole it's quite relaxing watching her run in her route yeah. until she finds it then like cheapers. That's so a cool concept. It's amazing the way she does the video. But mm. I was thinking like some of them are so obscure like mm. like those one I think I went back and it was in her Christmas or was it even Christmas? Yeah, it was. And it was like run until you see the Grinch. And I was thinking she's going to go into a place now and look for like a Grinch toy or something. Mm. But she was running along and then she just stops at the traffic lights and there's this man dressed up as the Grinch walking by. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. Like, hmm. But she's some stamina. So Nat runs. Nat runs. Mm-hmm. And that's Nat underscore runs on Instagram. So the other thing I was going to say to you, that's what I just stopped myself then earlier because, so your favorite color to wear is? Pink. And blue. <laughs> Why did you say pink first? I don't know. No, nah, it is blue. It's only because I'm wearing pink now at the minute. <laughs> no, nah, it is blue. Like I'm like a cartoon character. Yeah, I wear it is. all blue. Yeah, you love blue. So cobalt blue is the bold colour at the forefront of 2023 spring fashion. Oh, God. You'll be glad to hear as you sit here in a pink dress. <laughs> but um, yeah, so cobalt blue and they're saying like manicures, everything. I wouldn't be gone now on a manicure. With no. cobalt blue. As much as you love your blue. But yeah, yeah so blue is where it's at. So I'll be on trend for a while. You'll be very on trend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would wear more of a baby blue, would you? Yeah, I like sky blue. And then I did wear that cobalt blue dress earlier in the week and I wasn't gone on it. Yeah. But like it went down well. <laughs> cobalt blue? Yeah. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's on trend. <laughs> but it's funny when colour is on trend. You know the way like green was very in last year for like mm. 
dresses that went like I went to a wedding and I wore a green dress and I feel like every guest there was wearing a green dress mm-hmm. yeah but I love green as well in fairness mm-hmm. yeah so cobalt blue well that's great news for me in my Head wardrobe out there and get yourself something I blue. wouldn't need to full wardrobe full of blue I know yeah right enough hmm so is that all your World Wide Web That's discoveries? That's all my World Wide Web. Okay, so Very one thing nice. that's been going viral this week. Have you noticed the bold glamour filter on TikTok? Have you tried it yet? Bold glamour? Yeah. No. I seen something on TikTok and I thought it was someone was, there was like a teenage filter. So it was to make you look like you had teenage mm. skin. Which, oh yeah, I seen that one as well. Which teenage skin, if that went back to my like early teens. Like, okay, do you want to be like riddled and flippant? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I didn't see this. That's the bold glamour, right? We must try it maybe after or now while I'm talking. You can look at it. I'll throw it over to oh, me there. Actually, not. I'll read this first, but it's oh, my. Well, I, I, I used it in one of my last TikToks, so you'll see it from there and you can try it. So, TikTok's controversial new filter seamlessly alters a user's facial features, making them look conventionally attractive that's what they say about what if it. i look conventionally attractive before the filter <laughs> well you do <laughs> but um so it's I, I so it's it's so bad actually because i tried it in the video you'll see i tried it and then i put it on darren for a second and it even... barely changed him so darren must be conventionally attractive already oh, <laughs> oh yeah i just glitched because i didn't know what to do <laughs> so i'm on oh so this one where you look like a kardashian yeah okay so you can try it from that too if oh, you bold tap glamour. bold glamour. I'll try it. It's so dangerous. So some users oh! are just, let, let me see what you look like. Take a selfie no, and we'll put them it. up. I can hear Scout barking. I don't here. look like I look like a man. <laughs> so I'll I'll keep talking here while you experiment. So while some users have enjoyed experimenting with the new effect, others have expressed outrage over its promotion of unrealistic beauty standards. Critics argue that the filter could worsen self-esteem, particularly impacting younger teenagers. So filters like Bold Glamour have also been criticized for reinforcing Western beauty standards. For example, by giving users blue eyes um, and for making people more likely to consider cosmetic surgery, which certainly happened to me because I was like, oh, my God. Like I would my go for lip fillers right now. Look at yeah, this. it makes you want. <laughs> it makes you want lip filler for sure. Um, It's amazing, like, but it's so bad in that way. So it's uh, crucial to remember that TikTok is not real life and nor should it be. But it's so dodgy, like now that particular filter is getting a lot of critique because it is making giving people like a little bit of body dysmorphia, I suppose. Um, but a lot of people are using it for the crack and some people actually look really weird when they put it on. I think I look weird. I have to say I'm loving the blush with it though. Yeah, uh, you don't look too weird. You look like a PlayStation character or something. Do I look like Lara Croft? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but other Raider. people are being like some influencers are using it and they're being like total like pick me girls you know using it and being like oh god this is crazy and they just want the followers to be like you look better without it or I can't even see a difference <laughs> well I'll tell you now I can see a difference um, it's frightening so yeah rather crazy 
Yeah. I must say. But a lot of younger people are using it and I suppose it's like quite damaging because if you video yourself with it, it moves along with your face too. So it's like, it's kind of like live catfishing in a way. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. But, uh, excuse me. So that's one piece of World Wide Web. And then did you hear about the new AI that's going to be used to um, identify misleading influencer posts? No. How are they going to do this now? Yeah, so the Advertising Standards Authority for Ireland, the ASA, is going to use artificial intelligence to identify social media posts by influencers that are in breach of the advertising code. So I think this is a good thing. So the tools, the software will evaluate activity by influencers and assess if they are disclosing the content correctly. Um, So mainly what it's going to do for now is you have to label any promoted post as advertising Mm -hmm. in certain different ways. So basically uh, the, uh, the software will check whether you've used hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad, hashtag SP, you know, et cetera, those type of hashtags that you're supposed to use to disclose that it's an ad. But also the software can identify inauthenticity such as Photoshop and any kind of misrepresentation in that way where they're overly filtered or photoshopped. This this AI can oh. kind of f- see, it'll trigger the software. And how will they flag it? Not too sure. Like, they'll probably flag it to the... Ad- like, the, yeah. it's the advert- ASAI who are developing the software. And then, so they're going to be scanning content, looking for it. And so they'll that literally be flagging advanced. it to themselves. So I'd say it'll probably not work flawlessly for a while, but apparently like any artificial intelligence that you use gets more intelligent the more you use it. So I suppose even if they roll it out now and it's not successful, it will become successful over time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the study found, the study that triggered them getting this is that only one in 10 people have trust in what influencers post on social media. And over 62% of Irish people believe that influencers post too much sponsored content. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'd be funny to see if their their AI works. It is. Yeah, like, I find it so strange. Like, you know at the start when influencers were doing, you know, a hashtag ad and they used to do the, as you, you explained to me before, the soft tagging. Mm-hmm. You know, like the put in hashtag ad but you'd hardly be able to see it like Mm -hmm. but I suppose it's gone so much more like they've tightened the reins now on that that you have to make it very transparent that you are yeah advertising Mm -hmm. but I suppose even if you're like I don't know can you can you still trust them even if there's no It'll probably always be a little bit of the Wild West because it's still such a relatively new form of advertising. Marie, stop panting. <laughs> it's quite panting in my ear. Um, Scout's an influencer, so he's just getting a bit annoyed here. <laughs> um, if anyone would like to sponsor Scout with Pedro dog food or <laughs> a groom. Pedro? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't start. <laughs> Hashtag daddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like influencers because they're working with agencies now a lot of influencers are working with agencies and i suppose the agency will also be under pressure mm-hmm. and under scrutiny to make sure that any collaborations they're doing are yeah. appropriately labeled and everything so it might get better yeah i think i think the majority of people like if you see someone that you 
like like an influencer that you really like and you've grown to trust them like they could put up anything and you would just take it for yeah that's true as well <laughs> like, yeah if you've really bought into them as a person like you do really you trust their recommendations i just wouldn't really follow that many influencers or be mm. i don't know yeah, I don't know. I've definitely been influenced now. Um, <laughs> I have I can't been influenced. Say. I've been influenced. I can't say I haven't. Yeah. There's nobody that I follow religiously as a diehard that I always take on their recommendations. Yeah, but people yeah, yeah. like Sally Hughes, for example, she could post about anything and I'd buy it. Really? Isn't it amazing? So I just trust or her like implicitly. Actually, no, yeah, I would Simone be Scribes heavily as well. influenced by Simone Scribes. Yeah, and even Tara Makeup, I quite enjoy following her, and she's usually fairly genuine yeah. with her recommendations. But I yeah. have lost faith in a lot of them over the years, I suppose, because mm-hmm. there's just too much spawn con flying at you all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it can't all be good. Or maybe it can. Maybe. Where's the de-influencers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring on the de-influencers. Love it. So that's all my World Wide Web. Have you any recommendations this week? Now, my recommendation is actually, I had mentioned to you before, a podcast. Uh-huh. So I'd been painting. We're in the middle of um, getting ready to move into our new house, but I've been painting. And while I'm painting in the zone, that's why I haven't watched much TV because obviously. You're getting prepped for the new house. And- yeah. And Spending I'm, every spare minute doing that. Yes, yes, you've just <laughs> summed it up there nicely. <laughs> um, so I've been kind of listening more to podcasts, but a podcast that I love, and I used to dip in and out, but I've been listening to a lot. I kind of binged a load the last week is Murder, Mystery and Makeup. So it's this American girl, Bailey Sarian, and it's just true crime. But on YouTube, she does videos where she's actually doing her makeup. She's amazing in her makeup. But she has the podcast as well, so you don't notice that she's doing makeup because she's just mm-hmm. reeling out. But like that is a talent. Imagine mm-hmm. us doing our makeup now while trying yeah. to talk. We can't even talk cohesively without yeah. doing our makeup. I know. No, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to multitask like that. <laughs> Putting on lashes here, hon. So anyway, yeah, the podcast, it is a true crime podcast, as I said, but um, she's very good. So the name again, just in case anybody missed it. Is Murder, Mystery and Makeup. Mm, okay. In that accent. Mm-hmm. Sounds but I good. Just, I just love a good... Murder pod. A good murder pod, yeah, while you're painting. And then another kind of related recommendation. So I started painting, yeah, as I said, this week. And everyone had said to me, oh, use good paint. Use good quality paint. So I've got colour... Tra- Have you ever heard of colour trend paint? Yeah. House paint. Like, and I thought everyone was like, oh, it's expensive, but it's good. Oh, my God. Glides on. It glides on. Color trend. This is where my life's at at the minute. I can't even speak about makeup gliding on. (laughs) Paint. And so the main color for a kitchen sunroom is called Mucky Swan. But I keep going to, and I love the way they call them, but they keep going to call it Dirty Swan. (laughs) And it doesn't doesn't sound as elegant. I'm like, Mucky Swan. I know. That's like um, a Kenniger beer that Darren liked before. And it's called Double Bunny, but I always call it Bold Bunny. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head and they don't do it anymore now, but Bold much bunny. to Darren's disappointment. So, um, but I bought him a case for Christmas. But yeah, Mucky Swan. Mucky Swan. <laughs> and then actually relate you chatting about beer, beer now. The other paint that we got is called Temperance. 
the shade is called temperance. And I was like, what does temperance even mean? Mm. And it's abstinence from alcohol. Temperance. Temperance. Oh. That's what it means. Mm. <laughs> I thought, wow. Where did they come indeed. up with their names? Yeah. That's good. Like rather than just all generic names, it's something memorable. It's a good. Mar- it's kind of like an internal marketing technique as oh, well, because indeed. you're saying mucky swan. And that's like what they call a marketing, a sticky term, like a product name that sticks in your head. Mucky swan. Yeah, mucky swan definitely sticks in my head. So then like you're able to tell somebody who walks into your I home. Shut and up says, about it. <laughs> oh, like that's the lovely color. And like most if it was just an old generic name, you'd never think on it. Aye, that's beigey grey. <laughs> that's terracotta. That's uh, terracotta. Magnolia, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm allergic. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, my recommendation is, I was about to tell you earlier, and then I said, no, I'll save it for the pod, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I had my dinner and backstage, Bar and Grill, the place beside Century Cinemas in Letterkenny. So I went for a wee solo dinner. Now, how do you feel about going for something to eat on your own? And I was having a conversation I, with people lately and they were say that was like completely divided. So a couple of people were like, never, never could do it. And others were like, oh, yeah, all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I I'll go. I actually like, think it's like I, I wouldn't plan to say, oh, I'm on. I'm going for dinner with me on Thursday. <laughs> I date with me. If I was out and about, like, or if I'd finished work early and I was doing shopping and I hadn't had dinner, it would not bother me to sit in a place and eat dinner by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, same as that, you say. So, like, if I'm uh, hungry, I'm hungry, like. Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't, I actually quite like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not over human company, but, like, sometimes I just need a wee bit of peace and it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, so, I had an hour to kill between work and a work event, so I went to backstage bar and grill for my dinner i was really famished it was on tuesday and i ordered the chicken melter and it was a heaven on earth like oh my god 10 out of 10 chicken chicken melter bacon cheese tobacco onions pepper sauce and see that sounds so plain and it was no i know it's not plain but like it's just like it sounds yeah and it's not something like yeah. it's not like something i would typically order mm-hmm. but i just wanted something like quite hearty mm-hmm. what you have just chips chips chunky mm, chips yeah mm-hmm. and garlic mayo of course but um oh no the chicken like was lovely like really char grilled proper big breast of chicken and it was just divine like i i swear to god there wasn't a crumb left on my <laughs> plate and the waiter came down and he was like, how was everything? And I was so passionate. I was like, it was actually amazing. It was unreal. It's the nicest thing I've eaten in ages. And he couldn't stop laughing. He's like, I'll tell the chef. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Send him my regards. And like, you'd swear we were in like an Italian bistro, like my compliments to the chef. Um, but yeah, like even the staff were so lovely as well. And I just had a very nice experience in every aspect in backstage bar and grill. So I'd highly recommend. And let her can I. And let her can I. And while we're saying that, we did go for something to eat before we recorded this evening. Yes. As you had mentioned before, burrito loco and let her can I. I'm laughing because I got a burrito and I hadn't got a burrito there in ages. <laughs> and I actually came down to the table cradling my burrito and I was like, it's like a newborn child. The size of it. <laughs> I, know. I know. And then I felt it. And it weighed, like the weight of it, it was, yeah, it was like. a 10 pounder. Yeah, it was as precious as the babe, newborn baby as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that was Brito Loco. It was hard to beat as well. Yeah. We but just, um, backstage, be nice if you were like 
before you go to see Cocaine Bear, you could go there for some. Do you know what? That's a lovely date. Yeah, tell Jamie and now. Or we could try and do it ourselves, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Watch her dirt space. That's why I'm saying now. Double date. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, don't act date. like you never get out. Poor I crater. never get out either. <laughs> All right, let's save this till the mics are turned off. Are you not giving? Are you not uh, doing a segment on how you were backstage <laughs> on Burrito Loco li- literally an hour ago? Darren, backstage was pre and post work events. I had to eat. And oh, yeah. Trish just begged me to eat with her. I don't know what she's on about that she can eat alone. She dragged me to Burrito Loco. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Did you like me swinging on the mic there? Yeah. Darren doesn't need a mic. I'll just swing it. <laughs> <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. Yeah, so have you any trivia? No, I actually have no trivia. Have, I have you any trivia? A small bit. I love the way we compliment each other. Yeah, we always know. <laughs> How do um, we know? We're just in sync. Telepathic. So, the on. Bluetooth is on. Did you mm. know? Did you know that the US government has an official plan for a zombie apocalypse? No, I didn't. Darren did know. You did know that. So the Where's government wants to be prepared for a real life version of things like The Last of Us and The Walking Dead. There is a 31-page counter-zombie dominance plan or con plan 88811, <laughs> which was designed in 2011. And just in case you think it's weird bureaucratic humor, the first line reads, this plan was actually not designed as a joke. And it's in the official U.S. government planning documents. I feel the fact that they started it with this was not designed as a joke mm-hmm. probably would lead one to believe that maybe it is a joke yeah so so you think it's real where it is we, factually real like, like definitely mm-hmm. and where can we get a copy of this much well i don't know if everyone would have exposure to their planning documents but it could be in the public domain like that Has was in been readers digest that particular fact is ireland ready <laughs> well, this is the US government, so I, I know, don't know that's what I'm saying. Is Ireland ready? <laughs> Where's their PPGs? <laughs> I know. I met Savin Coveney today. I should have asked him if he knew anything about our apocalypse. Hold on, is plans. that who was in the photo? Was Simon Coveney in the photo with you? I was that distracted looking at your dress. I didn't even look at the photo. <laughs> yeah, that was who was on the photo. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. so that was just a piece of random trivia that I thought was interesting. We should have met, yeah. Yeah, so I should. I was saying, Darren, I should have asked Simon Coveney about our apocalypse plans. <laughs> <laughs> you give me some. I have a question. <laughs> I'm like, yes, is it about enterprise? No. <laughs> so. I'd say it involved putching. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putching. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, sh- I don't know. The fact that the American government came up with something, I don't know. I don't yeah. know who was in all those then. UFOs. Yeah, lately. Where? <laughs> Above Canada and different parts of North America, there was unidentified flying objects. I haven't seen any of this crack in the past month, wasn't it, Darren? Yeah, I suppose so. Fix your tinfoil hat, there, Marie. 
<laughs> this isn't the, this was in the news this isn't conspiracy but like when you say ufo i suppose i just jumped to aliens straight away but it's just an unidentified flying yeah object. it could be like a wee satellite or something like or a crow or like a drone Darren's the tinfoil hat person here. He's actually starting okay. to believe in aliens a wee bit. I believe in aliens. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, God almighty. My God of mercy on us all. Do you not think? I don't. Oh, yeah, I suppose I kind of do. I don't believe we could be the only. We're veering into a conspiracy theory podcast here. Yeah, this is like, what do you call your man that's big into aliens? Dan Aykroyd, yeah. if you ever hear him talking, like, you actually start to get so sucked into it. Mm-hmm. But anywho, that's another pod. <laughs> Save that for the Patreon. <laughs> um, so that is Interview all with crack. an alien. <laughs> get an alien to sponsor the next episode. <laughs> so I guess we shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye.